0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode on Eaton House Conversations. Our topic today is HBL or home-based learning, perhaps the most popular and well-known acronym today. Unheard of just a few months ago, today it is a reality for most of us, children, teachers and parents alike. We've seen social media and WhatsApp groups explode with conversations on this topic. While we as a community continue to climb this very steep learning curve of HBL, we thought it would be opportune to hear from someone who wears the hat of a pedagogist and a parent on some myths surrounding HBL. We are therefore very happy to welcome to our podcast today, Denise Teo, a pedagogue who joined Eden House in 2011. Denise has 16 years of experience in early childhood education. She's also a mum to two boys, age eight and three. Denise has been a teacher and a principal at Eaton House and is now part of the pedagogy team that works or has worked very closely with all our schools to develop, implement, and support the Eaton House HBL program. So welcome, Denise, and thank you for joining us. Okay, Denise, so let's start with myth number one. HBL is a stopgap solution. Do children really learn during HBL? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I can see why people see it as a stopgap solution. Uh, Because of the pandemic, schools are forced to close, students are asked to stay home, and learning has to continue somehow, and I guess the only solution is at home. Um, I personally think that home-based learning is not a stopgap solution, uh, simply because learning is always happening at home with or without this pandemic. So generally, students learn many things apart from what's written in the textbooks. Uh, For very young children, simply living and experiencing life is learning. So if you ask me, I think the short answer is yes, students do learn during home-based learning. But we need to understand that learning varies in the different ages of the children. Uh, At the same time, learning takes place at home. Uh, learning that takes place at home may take on a very different form compared to learning that takes place in school. Uh, I guess it's simply because the home and the school are vastly different in context. Um, And I think we also need to note that learning in the school environment has different implications for individual students, uh, plainly speaking, how different children or different students bring back uh, learning in different ways from school. Uh, Hence, home-based learning is no different when you're in different homes uh, and a different context, different learning takes place. Uh, But one common factor in all that I have said is that learning is still taking place at home.
0: Glad to hear that, Denise, that learning is indeed taking place and not just amongst young children, but children across different age groups. Um, So uh, coming to myth number two, and you mentioned, uh, Denise, that Um, learning happens differently in different contexts. Um, So a lot of that learning that's facilitated at home is uh, happening within um, the supervision or uh, under the supervision of parents. So myth number two, are parents teachers during HBL? Um, As we know, parents are not trained to be teachers. So how can they support HBL alongside teachers?
1: Um, I think during this season, I speak to a lot of parents, um, friends, and family with young cho- children or school-going uh, age children, and many of them actually uh, share the same sentiments. Which is, everyone's asking me, "How do you teachers do it?" Um, uh, and and there is this newfound respect and appreciation for teachers all around the world. And I w- and I would like to take this opportunity to thank all the teachers who have just put in the blood, sweat and tears to plan for meaningful learning experiences to take place at home for all our children. So thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate you. I, as a mom, appreciate you very, very much. Okay, so I think we need to start first uh, by understanding what teachers do all the time. Teachers interact with children all the time. Uh, they plan experiences for the children. They work with children daily, have conversations with, cho- with children, manage behaviours in the classrooms. like They do a whole lot uh, of things uh, that parents are not used to, to, to doing at home. Uh, when teachers plan for learning experiences, uh, they are trained to be able to anticipate how experiences will go. So that includes the child who will eat Play-Doh, uh, and as well as the other child who will glue their fingers together. But um, often as parents, we expect the best scenario of learning plans that have been shared with us while we work with our children. So for example, a teacher gives this particular plan, we read the plan and we expect that everything will fall into place. Um, Unfortunately, unless a parent spends a lot of time teaching and engaging their child, they may not be aware that there needs to be many contingencies in a given plan. So uh, I, I think it's safe to say that parents will not be able to, a, to flawlessly execute a learning experience with absolutely no hiccups, uh, but there are ways in which parents can support home-based learning alongside te- teachers, and I have four. Uh, the first one would, would be, uh, to be realistic, I think we need to acknowledge that in addition to home-based learning, there is home-based parenting and there's home-based work. Uh, the three, in my opinion, and in the opinion of I think the general public, do not go very well together at the same time. So there are days that you will not be able to commit to home-based learning with your child, and that's okay. Um, I have spoken to many parents, and they have just done like uh, they have just managed this season in different ways. Uh, what I have done is I can shift the learning experience to different pockets of time in in the day, like in the evenings after you know our work commitments are over maybe uh, there is an hour or half an hour before dinner uh, so, so that i can work with my child or sometimes even over the weekend so i think it's important to communicate this arrangement with your child's teacher if you know it is expected of parents to be submitting any evidence of learning online uh, so that you know we can prevent uh, miscommunication uh, to happen between uh, yourself as well as the teachers. Uh, The second thing would be, I think it's important to be present with your child. Uh, The general rule of the term, the younger, the more present you need to be. So um, uh, I guess a word of caution would be put away your smart devices and really devote your time to your child so that you can truly focus on what your child is doing at that point of time. Um, number three, I think we need to be prepared. Uh, how can you be prepared for a successful home-based learning experience is really to refer to the learning experience schedule or plan beforehand. Uh, it will be helpful to prepare the resources that you need so that you can be ready to work with your child. And last but not least, I think we need to be flexible are very similar to the first point of being realistic, I think um, with time you need to allow your child to return to the learning experience if they are not interested and this usually happens to the children who are younger. Um, at the same time if you do not have a particular resource at home you need to, to think of other ways or, or, or look for alternatives in the house so, for example, what happened to uh, my child was I didn't have coloured paper. I didn't prepare it beforehand, but I had white paper and paint at home. So instead of, of uh, cracking my head and, and, and thinking about how I can get my hands on coloured paper, I, I, I included a painting experience with my child and we got our coloured paper in the end. So I think basically the expectations from school and teachers in this period of home-based learning it's not so much of uh, parents flawlessly executing lesson plans I think really is um, as teachers and as the school we are really hoping that some learning can continue at home Um, but most importantly we want the children to be engaged meaningfully with the ones they love the most. Well, it looks
0: like um, our parents also picked up a lot of skills along the way. So a big shout out to parents and, of course, to the teachers who've been incredible during this entire period of learning and experimenting and actually implementing home-based learning. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So getting on to myth number three, there is no work-life balance with HBL. How can parents support their children during this time in a way that ensures that they can continue some parts of their work too?
1: Um, Bipasha, I think this is not a myth, it's true. (laughs) There is no work-life balance. I feel like um, in this season, hours melt into days, into weeks, and sometimes I don't even know what day it is. I wake up and I'm like, oh, is there home-based learning to today? Do I have to get on this call for my child? Um, it, it, It has been quite bad and it's bad enough for my husband to remind me that we have a public holiday coming up. So, Uh, to me, I just feel like, you know, there's no difference at all because we're just all at home. Um, But that being said, I think it doesn't mean that we cannot achieve this so-called work-life balance. Um, I personally will share uh, five ways which I found helpful in keeping me and everyone at home safe, sane and safe. So um, the first, uh, the first way would be communicating with uh, the team players at at home team players would would be the adults in your immediate home so uh, what I do is at the top of the day I usually communicate with my partner or any other adult at home um, the timings in which I need to be on calls or tend to work related responsibilities without being interrupted Um, for my children I tell them who to go to for help during pockets of time so that the person who is on an important call or doing important work will will not be interrupted. So uh, the first thing, again, would be communication with the people at home. Uh, The second way I found found helpful in trying to to maintain this balance is to uh, manage my day according to task, because I think we are very used to uh, managing our time, but I don't think that works very well in the current situation that we are in. Um, so I, I will manage my day according to this task, uh, but I will manage my energy devoted to each task. So if it's a work task or if it's a task that I have to be sitting down with my three-year-old for a painting e- uh, experience or I, I have to be sitting down with my elder child for a multiplication experience, so I, I actually break it down in terms of tasks that, needs, that I need to complete in the day. Uh, third, thirdly, um, I think... What has been very helpful for my family is really building a routine which which is flexible. Uh, So for example, children, they they love predictability. Uh, So there is always a fixed time for learning, for playing, for meal preparation, for eating, for going outdoors. So my children, they know exactly what time we need to do certain things. And if there is a change in that routine that's out of the norm, I would have to let them know in it advance to prevent meltdowns or you know unhappy emotions that we have to deal with uh fourthly um what i found that was very helpful was that if i feel like i have been constantly interrupted in the day my work is being affected so what i tend to do is i would devote an hour or an hour and a half uh, in the night after the children go to bed to finish up with my work but I i would uh i will offer a word of caution is is you 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 do need time to unwind so this cannot be a habit that is formed during these two months i i feel like it, it needs to be like a, a one-off where you really have to complete this by this particular time that you work at night um last but but not least i think uh self-care is very very important um I was just speaking to my husband uh, the other day, and I just found him, I I just told him that you know I just feel feel like a lot of times um, my attention is being pulled into like five different uh, places in a day, uh, and I don't have time for myself, or I don't even have the physical space when my children are not clinging on my arm or on my leg or whispering something to me. Um, I just felt like I needed uh, space and time for myself. So um, I think it's important to set aside self-care time, like whether when your child naps or eats. Um, so what I like to do is I like to do a quick stretch on a yoga mat. You know, I take a walk in that estate. I, I, I have a cup of tea. I will call a friend or, or my mom. Um, and I think things like that, 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 you know, you remember that you're not just a parent or an employee in these times, like, 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 like that, it really helps me as a person.
0: Yes, I think you touched on a very important point there, self-care. Uh, at the end of it, we all need to be saved. And what you just described as a regular day in your life seems like uh, there are two, there are tons of variables and you're trying to manage all of them um, the best way that you can. So thank you for sharing. Um, there's also one question that I think is um, important for us to address today, because as we know that a lot of schools are closed now uh, for the next couple of weeks before we go back to school on the 2nd of June, um, and hbl has been paused so what would you recommend that parents do during this time and um, what kind of learning outcomes uh, do you suggest parents or children should have
1: i think for cho- children i think it's important for them to continue like a fixed routine then they know exactly what is expected of of the day, I don't think learning, home-based learning from school, I mean, home-based learning from school has been cut back. But I think that parents can do uh, their part to continue learning at home. So, for example, I have a primary school-going child, um, um, obviously, I don't have the resources that the teachers have uh, give have, have given to him for the past month to engage him in that manner for another month. Uh, but I have um, decided to to get him to list down the things of the a list of things that he wants to do and he wants to learn. Uh, one of it was he wanted to learn more about uh, the history, the Egyptian history, uh, and he has this uh, fascination with mummies and and so. So he has um, we have embarked on this like project together. So learning does take place. It's just not his uh, the content that is written in his textbook and something that he's used to uh, working with. but it's something that that I have I, I, I'm consciously trying to to just keep him going and acquiring knowledge and new ideas and things like like that for very young children i think that it's important um as i said earlier i think it's important to keep the routine go going um you know the times where they have meals the times that they have naps the times that they go for outdoor play i think we just have to keep that uh, intact so, so so that when they go back to school it's not a huge transition um one of an additional thing that i have been doing is i've been getting in touch with my my cho- children's classmates parents and they are constantly having you know like play dates over zoom um, they're having conversations um, um, over google hangouts and stuff like like that so so i think it's it, 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 it there, there is a con- continuity that the child is not cut off from school com- completely yeah so i think that's quite helpful for parents
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because no matter how old your child is, these virtual play dates have been quite a hit. Um, I have a 14-year-old and he seems to be loving his conversations um, on a virtual environment as well as, as you mentioned your younger your, your boys as well and they are a lot younger. Um, so yeah, there's another way of connecting socially and it doesn't always have to be a physical uh, play date. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you so much for sharing, uh, Denise. Do you have any last thoughts or any last uh, tips that you would like to um, add to finish off this session today?
1: Um, I think... To parents and to especially to working pa- parents, I mean, um, I think instead of wishing this particular season away, I think we need to adopt a new perspective that you know we get to make memories with our children and make this time in their childhood count. Um, I would like my children to look back and think of this pandemic season, not one that is filled with fear and uncertainty, but I think one that's filled with wonderful memories with the family. Um, sure, there will be days that are terrible and just brutal but there are good days as well there are many many good days as well and if it has been a horrible day there will be pockets of time in the day that has been good so I think we need to be kind to ourselves you know be kind to yourself you know as you try to put on multiple hats at the same time Um, no one has done this before for such a long period of time Uh, and I can guarantee you that no one feels like they are nailing it in fact I think A lot of us feel like we are failing as parents and as employees in this season. Uh, What you see on social media is probably not real. So I think right now we just need a little bit of uh, kindness, you know, towards ourselves and patience as well. Um, If today was not a good day, we try again tomorrow. And uh, eventually we will get through this once this ends. On that note, thank you, listeners. And thank you, Denise, for joining
0: us. Even if HPL is over for most of us now, it's a new set of skills that we have all acquired and one that'll surely make us support our children more effectively in their learning journey. Take care, people, and stay safe. Ciao.